Hey, welcome to the Monkey House Primates. So, thanks so much. I've asked around here to quickly uh, let you all know that we're in Sydney. We're about to be in Brisbane. So uh, very quick stop in Sydney. We're just here for a few nights. So come and see us. And then what are we doing? We're going up to Brisbane. We're going to do a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart at Good Chat. And we're also doing a couple of Dryer Dryers, our comedy festival show. It's the last run of the whole tour. So come on down, Brisbane. That's right. And in Sydney, we're at the Manning Bar and at the Chippo for the Who Knew It. Really pumped up. Hopefully see you all there. Uh, now on with the show. Ook, ook. What is that what the monkey say? Yeah, ooga cha cha. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, it's Matt Stewart here. I have just started making a YouTube series called Matt Chat or something like that. I haven't really got a name for it, to be honest yet. But uh, basically what it is is me chatting with a friend of mine Maybe in the future it will be even people who are not friends. Enemies, I'm not sure. Maybe acquaintances. You know, I'm open to all options. But so far it's been with friends, comedian friends. And uh, yeah, you can check them out at youtube.com slash mattstewart. youtube.com slash mattstewart. There'll be a link in the show notes. But here is the first episode and the audio from it, um, which I think it works just as well audio-wise as it does visually, but you can you can enjoy both now. Now you've got the option, you know, pick whatever you, whatever suits you best. Uh, let us know what you think. If there's anyone you'd like to hear me chat to, hit me up uh, on social medias. On Twitter, I'm at MattStew underscore art or MattStewartComedy on Facebook and Instagram. All these uh, will be in the show notes as well. Anyhow, uh, this chat with Dave Warnicky, very good friend of mine from the Do Go On podcast and the Book Cheat podcast. He also works at TV's The Project on Channel 10. And yeah, we talk about all these things in the episode. So why don't we just bloody get into it? So here is my chat with Mr. David Warnicky. The show doesn't really have a name yet. Uh... Evan Munro-Smith suggested Matt Chat. Yeah, I think that was the working title you used me when you used with me when you were suggesting it. I like it, Matt Chat. Matt Chat. I kind of hate it. <laughs> I think that's why I like it, because yeah. you hate it. Okay. Well, that's the working title so far. What about getting chatty with Maddie? Okay, no. I'm getting warmer, I think. Getting chatty with Maddie. That's good stuff. We should probably start the show. I don't know how to start it yet. So let's just start it like this. Hi. Oh, hello. Hey, David Warnicky. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be here chatting with Matting. It's uh, so good to have you as the first ever guest. There's no one I would have uh, rather had as first guest of the show. Thank you. How many other people did you request before he got down to me? Be well, honest. You know, I could say a number, but what does that even mean really? You know, no, okay. 10, 20, 30, they're all, you know, it's <laughs> all whatever. The, the real important number is the amount of people who said yes. Which is? One. one. Number one of the people saying yes. Yeah. That's you, Dave. You're my number one and only person to agree to do this. 
People are busy. People are busy right now. And uh, yeah, people with no, with nothing happening, everyone's in lockdown, and people are still saying no to you. <laughs> they really, honestly, I just prefer not to be associated with you <laughs> if it's all the same. But no, I really do appreciate coming on. Um, it's been a it's a great excuse for me to have a drink uh, because that's what I'm thinking. We don't get to see each other too much. I'm lucky I get to see you once a week doing these live do go on podcasts uh, from. Oh, it really that's been like a highlight of my week. Get to see people. Yeah, just sharing a space with people. So nice. Uh, but it's also nice to be in my shed right now. You know, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I thought we'd share a drink. So I'm uh, try to pick a beer to drink that would that um, somehow said Dave Warnicky to me. So I picked uh, the Prancing Pony. <laughs> oh, that's, that's me. That's the brewery. Um, I've been to over in outside of Adelaide, Adelaide, but it's called the Piper, and there's something about this silhouette who just looks a little Dave Warnicky to me. And I also play the pipe. You do. You're a piper. Uh, you're a musician. You played in a ska band for many years uh, called the Weed yep. the Weed Hornets. And uh, I mean, it's so close. Yeah, you played at Scarathon 1999. <laughs> it's not true. Is that a thing? Was Scarathon a thing? <laughs> well, if it wasn't, it should have been. It would. <laughs> it sounds was, like something that you would have gone to in 1999. I would have for sure, and I would have had uh, Area Seven headlining with the Porkers oh, for sure. And I don't know. I think it thins out from there. Weed, weed Hornets would have been there. Oh well, yeah. Look at this. How fancy is this? I've actually I got given a glass that is specifically designed for IPAs, which is what this is. It's got this sort of funky... So, uh, whoa, what is that thing? Yeah, isn't that nice? I mean, it's surely just a load of wank. Jeez, how good is that pour? <laughs> I think what <laughs> the beer experts always say, you want to have the head as much, <laughs> as high as you've got the uh, liquid part of the beer. And I think I've nailed that. You won't be getting any liquid other than foam for about yeah. half an hour on that. Yeah, this is a beer spider. Yum, yum. <laughs> so oh. what, what kind of beer? So it's an IPA... It's a yeah, it's a West Coast IPA. So you know the West Coast IPAs are the West Coast of America, and they're the they're the probably like until a few years ago they were probably just called IPAs, American style IPAs. But then then, and I'm not an expert, so this is all going off like the small amount of knowledge I have. But uh, the Neepers North, uh, the New England IPAs became really popular, which are the you know from the New England area of America, and they're quite cloudy and. Um, that's uh, they're different in that way. So then the other one became the West Coast one, which is probably the one I prefer. I think. Well, I like is there both. some sort of is there some sort of uh, East Coast West Coast rap rivalry style yeah. thing where they do drive bys and that kind yeah, of stuff? Yeah, it is pretty full on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the the brewers go past and throw cans uh, through <laughs> each other's windows. Um, that's why I'm that's... drinking tonight for for some of my fallen comrades. <laughs> <laughs> you having a drink tonight? I am having a drink, and I've uh, I've gone with the West Coast OJ. Okay. You know about this? Um, the original jankster. Yeah, the New England OJs are a lot cloudier than this. Yep. More of an apple juice. Yeah, they keep the pulp uh, the, in. Yeah, <laughs> for the West Coast, they're more traditional. They only include orange. No apple right. in their orange juice. Oh, okay, know? that makes sense. Yep. You've finally been able to compare apples and oranges juice. <laughs> I've done it. I've done it. You were the one. 
I got to tell you, this is not my favorite orange juice, though. What have you gone with? That looks like this a... is a this is. It's Black Label. Do you know that brand? Yeah, I like Black Label. Sound, it sounds top shelf. Yeah, but for me, I really prefer the Nudie orange juice. Nudies are good too. The Black Label, but, in its defense, I think when it was king, it was it was pre Nudies and all these sort of fancy orange juices. Mm. It used to be the the top shelf Black Label. During this uh, pandemic, every time you go to the shops, there seems to be a different thing that's not available at the moment. And this weekend, it was nudie orange juice. <laughs> yeah. It's been a real <laughs> finally panic. nudie orange juice panic. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I, mean, I, I prefer the, uh, the pulp. I do prefer a pulpy juice. Yeah. I, I'm a pulp, pulp so man as well. Depend, I mean, on, a, on occasion, maybe if I'm hungover or something. I like a, you know, like a dirty Spring Valley pulp-free, you know, it's sort of syrupy oh, yeah. almost, made from concentrate, whatever that means. Yeah, and it comes with a, a little fact on the inside of the lid. A little fact, that's right. And they're always mind-blowing. Um, you got any little facts for us today? It's usually stuff like uh, a blue whale's heart is the size of a Toyota Corolla, something like that. Yeah, Toyota Corolla's paying the big bucks to get that fact in there. Yeah, get it. Associating themselves with the big whale heart. Got the heart, a heart the size of a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> yeah, that's a big compliment. Um, much like, you know, our frontline workers uh, during the pandemic. Heart the size of a Toyota Corolla. Yeah, that's what people have been saying. Uh, and so they should be. So you're, you're, I don't know if you're lucky. You are lucky. Because your job, you have not lost your job like a bunch of people have. Uh, but it means that you have to still get out there in public every day, which is not the life I've been living. I've been bunkered down. I really only leave the house once a week, maybe twice. Yeah. Apart from, you know, going around the block for a run or, or a walk or something. But yeah, what's it like living a normal life? Have you seen it change as you've been going out there? Yeah, it totally does. So I work for uh, the project on Channel 10, which is like a, a news show. I do sort of um, the sillier part of the news. It's <laughs> but, like um, news, but, only different. That's how I'd explain it. Thank you. No one's ever said that before. I should yeah. email it to the bosses, the big wigs. Yeah. Uh, but because it's a news show, like it's still going every night, six nights a week. So yeah, I am going to the, the office a bit more, but it's they've done a lot of good stuff. Like everyone's spread out and there's a lot of people working from home, but I am going in. But it is very different like out on the street and stuff. And I definitely try and not leave the office any at all. Like usually I, you know, go for a walk, that kind of stuff. But there's, if I don't bring in food from home for lunch, there's one cafe downstairs. So I go down and they know me very well now. Yeah. Right. Um, how are they feeling? Can you, I mean, just because the, the cases haven't really spiked in Victoria and they're slowed. I felt like when I have gone to the shops, people do feel more and more relaxed. Uh, over the last couple oh, of weeks. Yeah, we were actually speaking about this yesterday when we were doing our live Do Go On stream and you said that you'd been to the shops and it just felt a bit more relaxed. And then today I went and did some shopping and it definitely did feel like more people are out and about, the groups were bigger, people are just, I don't know. And I do worry that people are maybe lapsing just a little bit too early. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a worry that, it, uh, yeah, we're, we're getting a bit cocky because things have gone relatively well compared to many other countries but yeah mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see it'll, uh, if it does backfire or not but i mean all the, i hope not all the same restrictions are still in place 
I think it's just how strict people are being themselves. Yeah, I don't know. Like when the, when it was uh, first really locking down, I don't know about you, but if I was on the street and I saw someone coming towards me, I'd like cross the other side of the street. I'd avoid eye contact. Like somehow if you didn't make eye contact with them, you wouldn't get corona from them. If corona sees you, uh, it gets you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's about, I'm like going Sandra Bullock bird box style, just wandering the street. You know what they say about coronavirus? A moment on the eyes, a lifetime on the thighs. So, oh, really? Yeah, they do. Does it infect that. your thighs? It infects your thighs, yeah. Wow. COVID-19 on the thighs. Oh, yeah. It's no good at all. It really hurts your bikini body. Oh, well, I, and that's my biggest, biggest asset. You work on it, your beach bod all year round. Oh, it's yeah. wasted in the winter. Well, summer bods are made in winter. Thank you very much. And good summer point. bods are maintained, maintained in summer. So you have to just be on the clock all the time and never have fun. Yeah. Yeah, if I ever see anyone who's hot, I'm like, geez, you live a boring life. <laughs> you boring bastard. <laughs> you boring bastard. Have a bit of fun. Yeah, come on. Enjoy it. Like, enjoy your life like us uggos. <laughs> Beach Bob, more like boring bod. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the less healthy looking, the more I'm like, yep, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Nerdlinger. <laughs> Check out this nerd's pecs. They're huge. <laughs> You're working on your podcasts throughout as well. You are, you've got to be one of the hardest working men in showbiz, I'd say. And I know there's a lot of hardworking people, but you are a bit of a freak. You work a full-time job that is beyond full-time hours. And then you uh, also do uh, a podcast where you have to read a full novel every two weeks, which blows my mind. I'm lucky to read one every you know six months. Uh, Audible and or- Audible books have helped me uh, read a bit faster because I'm listening. They're getting in there. Because <laughs> they kept the pace up. What are you doing when you're listening to your audiobooks? I'm nearly always in bed. So it's sort of nighttime reading. Do it's you pass so good out? Uh, yeah, I normally set the timer for an hour and usually I, I don't get to that uh, far through. I've been slowly plodding my way through uh, Leonard Cohen's autobiography. And I, I keep going, I'm reading over the same uh, chapters as well, going back to the start of chapters. I realized that last night that I, I'd heard the whole chapter. It was a 50 minute chapter and I, I knew it. I was starting to mouth along the words to it, but. Uh, <laughs> Sing along, everyone now. <laughs> Singing if you know the words. Uh, but it was a, it's a great chapter. It was when he was in uh, New York City. Uh, when he was in his early 30s, meeting Andy Warhol and that whole crew, uh, Lou Reed and hanging out with all the, uh, Nico and all them. And was he was he a musician yet? Because I remember you were telling me recently that he only transitioned from a poet or writer. Yes. So this is a, around that time. So he's starting to uh, write songs for a few different artists. And then, yeah, he's. it sounds like he's almost trying to build up the confidence to do it himself. But uh, he's definitely Imagine that making moves. You call him- you're cool enough to hang out with like the Velvet Underground and Andy Warhol. And he's still like, am I cool enough to be a musician? I don't yeah. know. Oh, no, it's interesting because it sounds like the way he remembers it, he's like, yeah, they didn't really have any interest in me. And then there's quotes from all the key members like, on, oh, Leonard, he was the coolest. Yeah, we loved having him around. <laughs> and they're like, this book that he wrote it was amazing. He didn't seem to think much of it, but we loved it. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, he definitely. it's funny when you hear of like the coolest people of all time and they're like, have low self-esteem like how what do you have to do yeah no how do do you actually think you're cool (laughs) yeah yeah maybe that's maybe that's how they get that way they um uh 
they become cool because they're they don't think they are. Right, like us, right, okay. we think we're cool. I know, which makes us uncool. Damn it! Damn it! What a shitty loophole. <laughs> we obviously are cool. That's why we think we're cool. <laughs> it's like the word "cool" in itself. You know how words just like rule yourself out of what you're trying to be. I think even saying "I'm cool" <laughs> is not something a cool person would say. Well, let me just tell you how cool I know I am because about five years ago, I was hosting a trivia night for a group of, it was like year seven girls, 13-year-old girls, and they're on a father-daughter camp, a bonding camp, and they brought in trivia night for the Saturday night activity. So there was a mixture of kids, uh, questions for the kids, like Justin Bieber stuff, and then questions for the dads, which is mostly footy questions. <laughs> so it was just like alternating. And I just said out loud, I remember saying, uh, yeah, hand in your sheets, that'd be sweet. And a dad who was 50 yells out, sweet. Do people still say that? <laughs> I was like, oh, oh no. no, no. Am I? If it was if one of the girls. I'm uncle. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that from one of the teenagers. But from you, dad. <laughs> the oh. that. That's him trying to be cool to the kids. Yeah, you it's know. so cool. He's, oh, he's basically, he's gone and shanked the biggest dog, alpha dog he's seen in the prison yard. And that's you. So I'd take that as a compliment. Well, uh, I thought that was the least cool thing that could happen that night. But then um, at the end of the night, you put on some music whilst you're marking the sheets. And I put on stuff like One Direction and Justin Bieber. That was huge at the time. And then some dad's like, oh, play play, uh, play an older song. So I put on uh, The Clash, Rock the Casper. This one dad jumps up, starts dancing, and he's just yelling, best song of the 80s, best song of the 80s. It was so weird. Well, you know, it's a great choice. You, uh, you knew your crowd. It's, it's a great song. It really it is, is a great, great song. song. Sharif don't like it. Oh, I he don't. Listening to that song. Uh, like uh, <laughs> Sharif. <laughs> you learn English from The Clash. Yeah, The Clash helped me. Mick Jones. He, he uh, taught me some <laughs> words. Um, Love him. I had this idea um, when, you know, when the that uh, video went viral for all the wrong reasons and... Um, uh, Gal Gadot or whatever her name is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, they, and it was like, oh, it was just for some reason they just didn't quite nail it. It was rich people singing about, hey, imagine there's no possessions and they're in their mansions. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you don't see the irony of this? And they were sort of doing the Mariah Carey level changes and all that and just <laughs> staring, staring down the barrel of their, their iPhone. So, but I, I thought it'd be real fun if I could be bothered. Uh, would to get a bunch of people to do uh, The Globe or Rush or one of the big Audio Dynamite songs and just everyone <laughs> sing it real sincerely down the barrel. Rush, bar to change, atmosphere. And then I real I looked up, I learnt the, the lyrics I've sung to that for a long time and not at all anywhere near the lyrics. I, well, cause I, mainly because I was singing gibberish. Rush, ball the change of atmosphere, but it's... Atmosphere. Rush, <laughs> For the ch- for a change of a- anyway, good anecdote and well worth bringing up. <laughs> but I'm a big big Jones fan. Everyone's always pushing. Joe Strummer is obviously the coolest member of of the Clash to like. But Mick, out of the the main singers, Mick Jones is all these songs. I love him. Yeah, he sort of he sang the pop hits really, didn't he? Yeah, like, and I really like. Was he train in vain? And boom boom 
boom, boom, boom. And uh, Lost in the Supermarket, love that song. Stay Free from the second album, one of my favourites. Oh, love it. But probably my favourite song. Should I Stay or Should I Go as well? Yeah. And, but my, probably my favourite Clash song is actually sung by Paul Simon on the bass player, Guns of Brixton. So oh, there you go. Right. That's, That's a great tune. That works. Oh, yeah, I love yeah. a band uh, that has just multiple songwriters and singers and just everyone's a, like a super talent. And you go, that's obvious why this band became huge because they're just were they're oozing talent. Yeah. Cold Chisel, another great example. Another great example. But speaking of everyone writing songs, Topper the drummer actually wrote the piano riff for Rock the Casbah. But then right. he wrote the song, sort of showed it to them, but then he got kicked out of the band, I believe, for like rampant drug use at the time. And I remember he said like one of his low points was hearing that song be like a top 10 hit worldwide and hearing his song, but he wasn't even in the band anymore. Like that's crushing. That is crushing. Hopefully in time he could look back and say, I'm glad that I actually, I had a hit song. I mean, he he would have been on the liner notes and everything at least. Yeah, I'm sure he would have got, yeah, got the credit for it. Yeah. Similar to Dave Mustaine, he wrote a, or co-wrote a bunch of the early Metallica songs and then got booted before they recorded any of them. And then, so the first album has his name credited a few times. But yeah, he sounds like, well, the last time I heard him talk about it was a while ago on the Metallica doco, probably 10 years ago. He's but pretty he, bitter about he it. He was still battling with it. Like, and I was like, oh man, you're in the second biggest ever thrash band. Yeah, well, well maybe which third band's biggest, his one? Megadeth. Right, so, so he's had extreme success. Yeah. Extreme. Exactly. And he, instead of being a, you know, kind of like the third banana in Metallica, he became the main man in Megadeth. Yeah. But I think, I think this isn't a coincidence. I might be wrong, but I think I've heard this, that he, he chose the name even Megadeth. So it'll be just ahead of Metallica in the record stores alphabetically. <laughs> and so it's like everything right. about it's a little bit, oh, it's a bummer. Do you ever wish you could just be stoked that you're, <laughs> you're having a great career? But, yeah, anyway, may he rest in peace. He's still alive, but... Um, yeah, yeah, but the may his time. anger rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're, you're still doing book cheat as well? You're still smashing yeah, still through the reading? The, uh, probably not as much as I probably need to. So, yeah, because the idea is I read something every couple of weeks. I've given myself a slight break accidentally because you and I actually recorded the, one of the most recent episodes on Things Fall Apart by Nigerian author Chinua Achebe but um, I was going to do it in one episode but then just due to timing and technical stuff we only recorded the first half so man, I've got an extra two weeks and I usually do. Oh that's great. I should be doing like we doing like War and Peace or... It was amazing how much got stuck, like how much you worked into the first half of that book though. It felt like that was two books worth of stuff. Yeah. Worth of plot and storyline. It was a huge roller coaster of emotions. And we actually, we haven't recorded the final part yet. So you I'm don't know how it's going to I'm looking forward to some closure. End. Yeah, I know. I'm hoping it's all happy. That's a big happy ending. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to steer you one way or the other. Okay. But the show's still going well? It's been a it's been a runaway yeah. success. I'm having a good time doing it. I think some people are liking it, and it is keeping me honest with my news resolution that I broke many many times, which was to read more, and now I actually am. So this is at least doing that. Yeah. So for people who don't know, just briefly, the show is that you you read a classic novel and then 
surmise it to a couple of guests, normally comedians, and it's just a you know a fun way to hear a, a full book. You basically feel like you've read it at the end, but you've just listened to some people muck around for an hour or two. Yeah, for sure. So this is trying to make it like slightly more accessible because. You know, I do stuff like Dickens and Jane Austen and stuff like that. And there's plenty of people that love that. And obviously they're classics for a reason. A lot of the time they are fantastic works of literature. But at the same time, a lot of people don't have time to read them and they might never get around to it. So I figured, and I did want to read them. So this forces me to do that. And then at the same time, other people can go, oh, that's what that's about. Yeah. And it really helps with understanding Simpsons references. Right. Oh, so there's a lot of, yeah, there's Sim- Simpsons references in everything, right? Yeah. Bunch of nerds wrote for The Simpsons, is what you're saying? Big nerds, but man, probably real hot pods. Oh, so hot! Biggest pecs you've ever seen. Conan O'Brien's got a real hot bod. Oh, he's 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 a huge man. Yeah, you so so you do book cheap. You do do go on with me, which is obviously a triumph, creative triumph, and one of the highlights of your week. But highlights of the world's week. World's week. The other big thing you do at the project. I've known uh, you much longer than you've been doing this job, but you've been doing this job for, what, three or four years. And I yeah. still don't understand what it is. Any chance you can explain it to me? All right. So I am a... I know, uh, you, I know you do the Friday funnies. <laughs> I do the Friday funnies every day. Right. Well, that's where I get confused. Why do you right, call so, it the yeah. Friday funnies if you do it every day? I'd give it a different name. It's just a name. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Um, for a while the show was called the 7pm project and then it moved to 6.30 so they had to drop that it's just like that you know but we haven't dropped oh, Friday Funnies it was called the 7pm project I've forgotten about that yeah because it was a half hour show when it launched but um, yeah so basically my job is I am uh, my job title is Funnies Producer can you believe that that is genuinely the title so funny not Friday Funnies just Funnies Producer so okay. I go through lots of uh, what's happening in the news every day and I uh, watch a lot of raw videotapes and I watch political press conferences and sporting games and stuff like that. And I try and find funny things that are happening in, in the news cycle, stuff that we can make fun of or, you know, get a gag out of. And then uh, so I, collect, I spend a few hours collating stuff. Then we go to a pitch meeting where we pitch our material and then the host of the day picks their favourite bits and then it's my job to edit and produce and uh, publish all the different little bits and right the throws that kind of stuff and then uh they rehearse them and then hopefully it's still funny and then uh, they put them out and hopefully again it is still funny for people at home oh that's great so no so if people are watching it's normally when peter hellier throws to a clip that would be your work yeah that kind of stuff so if he's throwing to like uh our prime minister said something very funny today let's take a look that kind of thing yeah I saw one uh, the other day that maybe he retweeted or something, but it was, what was it? It was uh, a teacher singing a song where it was like a long build up and then she just screamed. Was that you? Was that your work? Uh, yes, I think that was a Sunday funny, which I was not involved in. Oh, the one, one of the few times I thought, oh, I've seen a bit of Dave's <laughs> work here. There we go, there we go. A because, Sunday yeah, um, there's a lot. We're doing a lot more because uh, sometimes we play stuff that's been viral online as well. And then we're doing more of that lately because the news has been slightly more grim with world events at the moment. There's so not as many soccer a, players falling over in a funny way. <laughs> yes, well, there's just way less people being filmed. And if you have less stuff to look at, there's just less chance of something funny happening totally. So it's more likely to just be people's webcams. And uh, I think I saw one time there was a, an AFL footballer 
uh, Toby Green for the place for the Giants. He was playing video games and he must have been streaming it on Twitch or something. And his mum walked into the room and told him off or something. <laughs> that that was getting around. I I watch the news. I don't often watch the um, the evening news. Watch on uh, Channel Nine tonight. And yeah, they're padding. They are absolutely padding. There was a promo for a podcast on there. <laughs> Out of the news. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's sort of what the news has become a little bit anyway. But yeah, it was funny to check. I don't watch uh, a heap of TV anymore. Like probably like a lot of people don't. They stream more on Netflix mm, and other stuff sure. like that. You know, watching your Poirots and your X-Files, which is basically all oh, I've been watching well, this lockdown let's period. Let's talk about that. So X-Files, Poirot, two of my favorite things. So the X-Files, what made you decide to jump into the fantastic series that is? Well, I think... It was, I know you've recommended it to me a bunch of times and I started watching it briefly a couple of years ago and then it just lost my way with it for some reason. But I was on SBS On Demand uh, because a few people have recommended this show, for an Aussie miniseries from the 90s called Blue Murder. Uh, but And I looked at it and the episodes were two hours long and I was just looking to watch something before bed. And then X-Files is on there as well. So X-Files is all on, in Australia. It's all free to stream on the SBS. Oh, right. Uh, and it's all like from the, from, the, from the beginning. The whole way through, yeah. So there's 200 episodes or something on there. Oh, awesome. So I'm just working my way through. I think I'm 15, 16 episodes into it so far. I don't love every episode. Some of them feel like they were, you know, flimsy ideas. But in general, I love the idea. It's not that far off Poirot. You know, there's a mystery... Uh, is set up at the start of the episode and then a couple of geniuses try to figure it out. In Poirot, it's a genius and a kind of dopey sidekick, uh, which is either Hastings or someone else he's picked up at the, you know, the uh, resort or wherever he is. He always seems to have a a bumbling sidekick who loves to talk everything out. Bit of a fun device that they can use. Yeah, I love it. Hey, With the, hey, the voice of the idiot. Can we have the voice of the idiot here? <laughs> Hastings fully, he helped me out in an episode I watched recently. He said, towards the end of the episode, he said something like, hang on, but why was that jewel? Why was the jewel of the West uh, still there? And Poirot's like, there never was a jewel of the West. I'm like, oh, <laughs> obviously, yeah. So it was so handy to have Hastings there. I, feel, I relate way more to Hastings than I do to Poirot, to be honest. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I love Hastings is funny. And then often, yeah, Poirot's talking it out. Or at the end, Poirot's like, oh, it finally all makes sense. And they're like, what? What is it? What is it? He's like, I'll let you know in due time. Yeah. Damn it. Just tell us. I'll let you know at the end of the hour. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We got a pad. We got a pad. There was an episode I saw recently as well where Hastings, uh, his car in when in the chase getting the murderer, uh, his car was smashed, and he was absolutely distraught. They'd fa- they'd found the murderer. They'd taken him away, and Hastings was inconsolable. And someone said, asked him <laughs> how how it all went down. He said, "Well, the whole front end's going to have to be replaced." That is funny. <laughs> That's funny stuff. He thought he was. He thought fun. he was being asked about the car. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's great. And with the X Files, so there's two types of episodes which are the mythology episodes, which are the long overarching story about often alien-based stuff. And then there's also monsters. His sibling was taken away? Yeah. 
Yeah, right. And there's also um, a monster of the week episodes, which are like, you know, there's a werewolf haunting Jersey or there's a man that can start uh, fire. That episode was on recently. Yeah, both. Yeah, I've watched both of those this week. And uh, the Jersey Devil one was, I found that pretty, that felt like it was just padding for time. It ended up being some <laughs> people lived in the forest, you know. Yeah. All right, cool. And there was a chase scene that went for 20 minutes. Uh, a lot of it was walking. You know, I was like, all right. They didn't have an idea this week. That's fine. Why not just have a week off? Do you have to put us through it? <laughs> they have to come up with 22 ideas every year. There was a, actually, there was some great characters. I love every episode has one-off characters that are amazing. And that episode did have this great uh, local park ranger. It was fantastic. So he made the episode worth it. Mustachio yeah, man. Everyone has a mustache in this show as well, pretty much. <laughs> I can't remember if it's season one or not. There's a young Jack Black. Have you seen oh, that one yet? Not yet. I love Jack Black. You seen that video <laughs> it's great. put out recently? I've been sharing it around a bit where he, he t- he's sort of warning people about getting trapped in their phone. Oh, all I'm doing is scrolling on my Instagram. And then sort of these hard jump cuts and like his voice slows down and stuff. He's like, no, stop it. And then he throws his phone in the pool behind him <laughs> and he goes, and someone off, off screen, he goes to someone off screen, he goes, don't worry, it's waterproof. And then <laughs> you can hear them say water resistant. He said, what is that different? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and then he like freezes and dives into the pool. After his it's very good stuff. He's so. I mean, you're laughing so, so at me retelling it. So how that's good how is good that he, video? I can imagine. I can yeah. imagine. He's so funny. You and I are both like listening to the uh, Conan uh, podcast, Conan O'Brien's podcast. Yeah. Needs a friend. And uh, on the Jack Black episode, which was great because I love Jack Black so much, but he's very earnestly talking about how he's addicted to a golf game on, mobile, on his <laughs> yeah. mobile phone. So, yeah, mobile phone golf game. <laughs> he's yeah. actually, he, he sounds fully hooked on it. Yeah. It sounded like he was doing a bit and then you're like, oh no, he, he's <laughs> into it. He sounds he like really he likes his lingo. <laughs> That's good fun. Well, we probably should wrap it up, Dave. These are only meant to be pretty brief chats. Been a, oh. been a real pleasure. Hold on, let me finish this. Come on. Okay. Chug, chug, chug. I'm the worst. I've got a weird esophagus. I'm the worst chugger in the world. I can't scale anything. Here we go. Nearly the home. Sip, 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 sip. Woo-hoo-hoo. Feel Woo. that vitamin C hit? Oh, too much. I've got an overload. I love that. That That is a tradition of showing that you've finished sculling the drink. You scull it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then put the drink on your head. But I've noticed that most people do it with the bottom of the glass. When I was, where I grew up, you do it the other way around to prove that it was yeah. empty. <laughs> no, that's they, true. To be honest, I just didn't want to put the people... But I thought about you do it because you didn't want to put orange juice on my head. <laughs> it's, the, the dumb thing. it's way smarter to do it like that. I've noticed a lot of people do that. But the no matter how much of, you finish the drink, there's still going to be drips. Oh, there's there's always drinks. Oh. That was a really nice beer anyway. The Prancy Pony. Yeah, it's a cool brewery just outside of Adelaide. I went there on one of my off days for Adelaide Fringery uh, maybe a couple of years ago. And the guy, the... The couple who run it are just a power couple, but the man, the head brewer, he has the best mustache I've ever seen. It's like, it's really? this big. Yeah. 
I'll put a photo of it here if I uh, do any editing of, on this at all. There he is. Look at him. Look at that thing, Dave. Whoa. Whoa. That's <laughs> yeah. mind-blowing. It is a big, a big mustaka. <laughs> I, I don't often call a mustache a mustaka, but in this case, that's a mustaka. Yeah, oh, definitely. And I've definitely seen it too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> uh, I'll put uh, links to your great book cheap podcast in the show notes. Um, Oh, uh, so thank you. Can look into that. Honestly, one of my favorite podcasts. I'd probably even put it ahead of Conan, which I also am a big fan of. Oh, that's a big compliment because I know how much you like that show. So thank you. Yeah, they're the two of the podcasts I never miss. Uh, and there's been no commuting for me recently. So, and I'm doing the audio books. So I'm really only listening to a couple of pods a week these days. Anyhow, thank you so much for joining us, David. Uh, how do you Thank rate you that orange juice? Being the first episode, I don't really know how this finishes. Uh, okay. What, what's, what are we rating it out of? Is it a score or what's the... Yeah, what do you feel? What do you, what, it can be out of whatever you think. Uh, well, how we how giving... quenched are you? One to quenched. I'm, que- uh, I'm pretty quenched. Yeah. Like, if fully quenched was 100, I'm probably at 70. Right. 70% quenched. 70% quenched is great. And you've got a bit of a sugar kick. Uh, orange juice, whenever I, when I was younger and I used to drink a lot more, I'd get, you know, like I, now I drink, I don't get blotto very often. Although, you know, that's not 100% true, but um, I don't do it very often. But I used <laughs> yeah, to do that's it true. No, yeah. pretty regularly. I used to get uh, too drunk. And those nights I would always dream of sculling orange juice. I'd be sculling it, but I'd never be able to quench my thirst. I'd be sculling and sculling. <laughs> and it's obviously my body going, you're missing some key vitamins and some liquid. You're dehydrated. And it's, it's giving me this not so subtle message, but I never picked it up. I, I, surely eventually you go, you're dreaming. You be, it becomes lucid where you go, oh, I'm, I'm drunk <laughs> asleep. I need to go get a drink. But I never cracked that code, unfortunately. I'd say I'm quite quenched as well with the Piper, uh, the little David Warnicky Piper. Although it's it is, beautiful beer. it's a it's a biggish beer, seven point two percent. So it's not really a thirst quenching kind of beer. It's more of a, a nice uh, heart warmer, little sipper. <laughs> um, but yeah, lovely beer. I've been having uh, just trying a couple of different uh, beers I've never had before. Every every few days three or four days i'll have three or four different beers from the local bottle shop and i've been in flavor country to be honest dave i'm so happy to hear it it's been great i've been loving it uh it's been yeah one of the fun little but i'm worried that i because i always i post every every beer i drink i post a photo of basically on social media and i looked at it recently i'm like oh every photo is me drinking beer so it must look like i'm just non-stop drinking <laughs> uh, no one's gotten in touch with me asking if I'm okay. So maybe no one's too worried, but yeah, it's probably not the best look. I've seen you drink other things, including uh, water and a dare ice coffee. Dare so ice coffee. One of the just, major sponsors of the St. Kilda football club. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm definitely no, very loyal to them. Oh yeah. Big time. <laughs> Milk was a good choice in this case. <laughs> Always a good choice. Always if a it's choice. a dare ice coffee, it's a good Our choice. Only dare. Yep. Oh, if any uh, uh, any drink companies, feel free to send your product in and I will drink them on this show. Oh, fantastic. If you sp- send it with a bundle of cash. 
<laughs> right. Anyway, that is the end of whatever this was. It's been real fun. Genuinely always a nice time chatting to you, David Warnicky. You too. And a great to have a chatty with Maddie, can I just say. I'm pushing for that. Pushing for okay, that. chatty with Maddie. Uh and if anyone's got a better idea, put it in the comments. But so far, that's possibly what the show's called. <laughs> oh, you actually so made sorry. me. I think I think Matt chat all of a sudden sounds real good. Mm, and it, that was my uh, my aim. And never did before. Anyway, thanks so much, David. We'll catch you later. Thanks. Bye. Later's. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.